0: Welcome back to to Rob Gill's Epic Epic Financial Strategies Podcast. If you like what you're hearing and want to learn how to take action on your financial future, click the link in our bio to speak to us directly.
1: To learn more about how you can achieve financial freedom,
0: subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow Rob Gill all over social media. Financial freedom awaits.
1: Hey, what's up, everybody? You know, it's amazing. We're here in the Profit Center. We like to call this, you know, where all the magic happens in Red Bank, New Jersey. And every once in a while, if you stay the course and you truly believe that the outcome is yours for the taking uh, through collaboration, ecosystem merger, manifestation through a process and really an intentional line of thinking, all of a sudden David Meltzer shows up in your office, just seemingly out of nowhere. You know, so today we're real excited here. we have our guest today, which is David Maltari. David, how are you? Awesome, thanks for having me. Oh my goodness, thank you for being here. The last eight days you've been traveling the world. Yeah, well this is
0: more normal when you understand activity Yep. It's amazing the productivity, the accessibility, mm-hmm. and the gratitude that you have in your life. It also helps when you travel a lot to be short like me. <laughs> uh, for the first time in my life, compared to all the athletes, celebrities, and entertainers I work with, yep. it's such a benefit to be tiny.
1: Yeah, well, first of all, <laughs> he just dropped a lot of nuggets in the first half of that when he talked about activity and and the other two things you said was amazing. I couldn't even keep track, but, you know, I, I watch you all the time, and I see your your your, your micro content, which has driven me to... Uh, your youtube channel and amazing amazing nuggets that you're dropping which really kind of tells me your life experience and your content is who you are you're not this isn't just something that you're saying because it sounds good right you could if you have good listening you could kind of pick up on on some of the storyline and, and that's literally amazing. the difference
0: of who i am today is i call this shakespearean revival yep and with all the micro content that exists today and the micro communities that exist and the value of that community that a lot of people don't realize, it's so important to remember to thine own self be true. Mm-hmm. So for example, if I say I lost over a hundred million dollars and mm-hmm. went bankrupt, Amazing. it's a frequency. That That's something that people wanna hear. And the people that don't like me because of that or are, are like, oh, that guy's, what a loser. I don't want them in my sphere, but I never was able to feel comfortable with it until you have the reach of seven billion people and to feel comfortable that, for example, Dr. Pimple Popper, you know, the majority of the world probably does not like or enjoy watching pimples being popped, Sure. but because we have such size, scope, and scale of an audience, there's millions of people. In fact, she has more subscribers on YouTube than the entire Pro Football Hall of Fame, which I help market. All the Hall of Famers are heroes. Yeah. Number one sport in America. This popple, pimple popper understands to thine own self be true. Not trying to please everybody. Love it. Doesn't please me. But moreover, then you have this idea of capture who you are, yeah. modify who you are Amazing. TikTok, LinkedIn, Instagram, amplify it everywhere, and then perpetuate it. That formula allows you to have much more impact, but it only works with the core, the seed of being comfortable or loving yourself. Mm. And so the content that I give is to help people, not only with the strategy of what I call the stage theory, Shakespeare said, the whole world is your stage, which it is now, the whole world's gonna see this. Yeah, Who likes it's fine, who hates it's fine, but if we keep putting it out, the 80% in the between will resonate with, but more importantly, it starts with Feeling comfortable with who you are, mm. and I think a lot of people miss that point with social media because most of the people mm. out there
1: are shouting at you, yep. trying to please the masses. Amazing. Well, thank you for sharing all that, and and at the end, when you're talking about how you deliver the message, I want to get to that in a second. But you talked about frequency, and if we could play in that space, because you know, for me, you said something powerful. You 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 know, you lost a hundred million dollars. Over. Right? <laughs> over 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 a hundred million dollars, and there was a free, there was something that intentionally. Whether it was subconscious, you did to do that. Right. Yeah. Is that is that what you're talking about when you mentioned frequency? Absolutely. Can you tie into what like talk a little bit about that for all the listeners? Because at the end of the day, I don't really think people understand that they can control their outcome. Right? They have the ability to do that one day at a time, sometimes one minute at a time. Yeah. But it really comes down to the questions that we ask ourselves and how we are able to rebound from any kind of adversity or get off the canvas faster. It's I'd am- love to hear that.
0: It's amazing because Things are changing faster. They've always changed. There's always been uncertainty. There's not more uncertainty. There is only uncertainty of the future. In Mm. fact, you're in the financial world. If somebody could tell us what's gonna happen tomorrow, we both know how to make billions of dollars. And we probably would give it to charity, but nobody's certain. The only thing that's changed is the acceleration or the frequency of that change. Why is this important? Powerful. Because it's more valuable now to know what you are in control of. Yes. See, the only certainties that I have is I'm in control of my mindset. I give meaning to everything that I see. I'm in control of my heart set, my emotions, the way I feel. Mm. These are both two powerful tools of manifestation, by the way. Well, how we use our mind and how we use our, our heart. And then finally, and what most people focus in on, is I am in control of my handset what i'm doing so there's five levels of intention that allow you to clear the interference between an abundant all-knowing all-powerful world of everything see i believe instead of i'm going to get happy i'm going to get healthy i'm going to go get wealthy i'm going to go get worthiness that i already am i just have to figure out what i'm doing to interfere with five levels of intention I have to do the things to clear the interference. I have to say the right things because we speak things into existence. Yep. I know you believe that. I think them into existence, so I have to think a certain way. I have to believe. That goes beyond thinking.
1: How do you believe when it's when it's tough? Yeah.
0: How so do you, how do you practice. believe? Yeah. Practice. so the, the conscious continuum allows you to believe. The
1: conscious continuum. The conscious subconscious.
0: Yeah. Conscious, subconscious, and unconscious. So we consciously have to think, say, do in order to believe. The consciously. Then the more we do it, repetition, yep. the more it will exist in your subconscious, which creates 40,000 of the same thoughts that actually change your neural pathways that create the efficiency. So you don't, when you're sleeping, for example, it's adding to your belief and your mm. confidence. Confidence is an indicator of what? Inspiration. See, when you feel confidence, like in sports, they call it the flow. Yeah. Right? Oh, he's, he's in the zone. It's he's in the, zone. in the flow, right? Yep. Well, that's because so many repetitions consciously, it sits and continually to compound on that effort subconsciously until it activates your unconscious competency, your frequency. Mm. See, you actually are a beacon. You create a a signal out there. And so when people talk about the law of attraction, I'm in the movie Beyond the Secret. The original secret was a catalyst to my career of of this new change and believing how the world works. But this frequency, instead of saying, I put up a vision board, which a lot of people do, that's the first step, and that's going to happen. No, the actual people that make it happen from the vision board into the reality or the materialization are ones who practice doing, saying, thinking, and eventually believing what's on there. And then it goes to the subconscious, compounds and aggregates the effect Mm. so that a frequency, so the law of attraction actually goes from the law of gravity, I'm happy where I'm at, the world's spinning and hurling, but I'm exactly where I'm supposed to I'm be. I'm existing. I'm supposed to be at the right time, yeah. of time to a law of Goya, get off your ass, right? You can't sit at home high on your mom's couch dreaming about what you want. Is that what expected. Goya actually
1: stands for? For me, yeah. I never knew that. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> get off your ass. and Then comes the law of attraction. Wow. So if you are happy where you're at, you do think, say, and believe, yep. you'll then attract what you want, and that's called feeling. Mm. See, so when I try to manifest things, I go mm. beyond this uh, continuum to, I actually feel what it's like to empower over a billion people to be happy. I actually feel like what it's like to make over a billion dollars.
1: So you're having that feeling now, yeah. like what the emotional tie-in to that is today, because it's on its way. Yeah, and, and that's gets it faster. Yeah, it comes faster. Wow. So you said a lot of great things. I was thinking about you know basketball. I played college basketball, Division three. I know, you I love know sports. I'm an um, average
0: Division three athlete, so I get you. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, for me, I had the good fortune of um, my older sister married Bob Hurley, the coach yeah, of Saint Anthony's yeah. brother. So as a little kid, I was around the little Hurleys, Danny and Bobby. And they must
0: have had a big, uh, big night last night with the yeah, disappointment. Were, yeah. well,
1: well, neither one of them were in the finals, <laughs> but right. you know the, the Her- one player for Kansas played for Bobby at Arizona State. Remy Martin, I think his last name was Martin, the play yeah. card. He was hitting some crazy three-pointers late in the game. But with that being said, when I was little, little Bobby, my age, we call him little Bobby, he had a goal to be a division one athlete. My goal was to play Atari, right? Like this is what was happening. And I, and I always tell that story because you know, later on in life, I'm sober one day at a time in AA. I got sober in July of 96. I got a job and my first mentor, Jay Bilstein, um, he taught me the understanding of repetition he, just like in basketball, if there's two kids that are shooting 500 jumpers a day, right? Game speed, but one kid is visualizing the success, feeling the success, and, and seeing what it feels like, you know, when they're gonna win the county or state championship and the other kid's not, well, this one's probably gonna do better, right? Absolutely. Because it's gonna conspire in his favor, right? His or her favor. Uh, Jay Bilstein taught me the game of dialing the phone 400 times a day. And I was able, from 1996 to 2003, open, I think it was like over 3,000 brokerage accounts over the phone, right? And there was a model to that rinse and repeat. I wasn't drinking anymore, so all I did was work, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Using you know- Using that obsessive behavior yes, for your positive. Yes, yeah. exactly. So, I was able to grow a business as a result of it. Now, I'll, we could talk privately about how, you know, I too created a frequency that, boop, brought it up and then brought it down and then, you know, the, the, the hero's journey is happening as we speak. But the stuff that you're talking about, I've always wondered how to have a clearer language of what you just described. I've always been able to get to the party, but not been able to go to where you just described. And you create a lot of clarity for me in that moment, in in this this last ten minutes, which I think is powerful. And hopefully for all the folks that are listening out there, there is a lot of information that that David just dropped that's very powerful. For you, you know, you are where you are right now. What was? How did you learn? Well, these these five steps. Yeah. Did you learn them in the last two years? Did you learn them 20 years ago? Has it been a constant evolution? Like, what does that look like? What is your training?
0: 16 years. Okay. Uh, so, I always believed the first thing was you have to do. And the reason is that a single mom, six kids, worked two jobs, packed mm-hmm. my dinner in a paper bag in Akron, Ohio. Are you the youngest, oldest, or middle? I'm middle. Okay. So middle topper. Got so, it. um, So I always inherently had the work ethic. My grandfather worked six days a week, 12 hours a day, came over in the depression, selling tires out of the back of a truck. So the doing was what I learned. And I was going to do everything I could to buy my mom a house and a car. And you knew this at a young age? Five. My dad left. I took on a sense of responsibility. I've been through a ton of therapy about feeling responsible for everybody because my dad left and I had to be somehow the man of the family. These are true energetic and genetic inheritances. So doing... Wasn't a problem, but after doing 16 years ago, the other three came and evolved, and I've worked on them, and I wasn't even aware of the feeling part. Yeah. But through, for example, 16 years ago, uh, you know, understanding, and this is two years before I lost everything. Yeah. This is where it started. There were some red flags in my life. Uh, you know, I would talk about my dad giving me a jacket with no pockets, and me telling him I hated him because mm. he said I was just like him, and I called him a liar, a cheater, manipulator, overseller, back end seller. I wasn't ready to hear that money doesn't buy love or happiness because you were, you were ready to tell him everything you told him. Oh, of course, that was building up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then six years later, that was I was running. Uh, Samsung's phone division, the first smartphone.
1: When you say running it, just explain, I don't, I don't yeah. wanna, I, I wanna slow it down for one second, Like, for all the folks that are checking this out, what, what does it mean you were running it?
0: I was CEO of Samsung Thank USA, you. the phone Amazing. division, the world's first convergence device in 1999. So
1: you've been on technology, like, from the beginning.
0: 92 to 99. Wow. Um, and in fact, people asked me six years later how I became CEO of Lee Steinberg Sports Entertainment. Mm, that's Cherry Maguire. Jerry Maguire, yep. the last ask that i'll say you know what i fit the resume of the other twenty five thousand, you know jewish kids that graduated law school and played (laughs) division three sports or love sports but the difference that i had why he hired me was i had a technology background and lee was a visionary he saw the future of sports and technology merging which is obviously true today years and years later um so i'm now the second red flag was I'm running, I'm a multimillionaire running the most notable sports agency. So I have access to things billionaires don't even have access yeah. to. And I'm rich and I'm married to my dream girl and I'm not happy.
1: Were you egotistical at that point? Yeah. Was
0: the ego going wild? Wild, got, got it. A narcissist, egotistical. It. I made everything you happen. You were never wrong. Uh, yeah. Not only was I wrong, everyone told me I was right. Yeah. Even, yeah. They lied to me. Yeah.
1: Right. Had, had, yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And which is funny. So, my dad didn't lie to me. Yep. You know, six years earlier when I started the journey of narcissism and the journey of narcissism. That's amazing. Then, six years later, my best friend Rob, I invite him to the masters, which Mm -hmm. I'm actually going with my son for the 25th year. Awesome. But I asked Rob, my best friend, who I've known so long that he actually asked my wife, who I've known so long at sixth grade camp, to go steady for me, because I was too chicken. And she said, no, tell him to ask me himself, which led me to have her hate me for so many years (laughs) until she married me. Uh, But I said, Rob, you wanna go to the masters? He said, no way. No number two. Everyone else was telling me, yes. I was like, what are you talking about? He goes, Dave, I don't like what you're doing, Mm. and I don't like who you hang out with. Because I was partying a lot, I was having some of the same issues you may have had yep. before you sobered up, yep. and but not aware of it. Yep. So I told Rob, "Dude, we're going to the back cabins with Curtis Strange. I got Warren Moon, Wayne Gretzky, and and Steve Young at the NetJets party. We're gonna fly private to the Masters. It's like, no, no. He's like, I'm not going. Mm. And I told Rob, I hate you. Mm. You know, you're not a good friend." You know, I wasn't ready to hear it. Two weeks later, my life would change forever. This is what started it, is I went to the Grammy Awards with Little John, the rapper. Yep. Lied to my wife, she told me not to go. She told me- Now, I, why
1: didn't she want you to go? Was it just stuff specifically happening in
0: your life? I, I wasn't paying attention to the family. Got it. Told me I wasn't paying attention to work, and specifically told me I was partying way too much and Got she it. was scared. Understood. Never, that's all she said. I lied to her as I usually did. You yeah. know, went to where I wanted to go. Came home 5.30 in the morning, wasted, mm. and she was waiting for me, and she told me she, that she was leaving me. She wasn't happy, that I better take stock in who I was. Do you have any so kids? I, I had three daughters yep. under 10 at the time. Told me I better take stock in who I was and what I wanted to become, or I was gonna end up dead. Mm. Told her I hated her. How dare you talk to me this way? Yep. Who do you think you are? Look around you. Who do you think? look? What I
1: bought you? Yeah. Look. You look at that this. car. Look at that house. Yeah. Money buys love or happiness, right? Yeah.
0: This is the guy. Yeah. I wake up in the morning thinking how I'm going to steal her happiness, get yep. divorced, take everything. Yep. And then my life would change. Talk about coincidence, frequency. Mm. I look over. Now did 20. you lose
1: the 120 yet? The, 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 no. North, two okay. years before. All
0: right. So which I was actually prepared to lose the. Yeah, money. you were
1: setting it up. Yeah.
0: Exactly. <laughs> uh, I look over in the closet. And I'm literally almost about to pick up the phone to talk to one of my law school buddies to figure out who could represent me. Mm. And I see that jacket. Wow. The, the no pockets. And I looked at it and I'm like, mm. I can still get choked up because I think to my head, <sighs> I don't hate my father, yep. right? I don't hate my best friend. And I certainly don't hate my wife. I hate myself. Yeah. I hated myself. Yep. I was a liar, a cheater a manipulator, overseller, back-end seller, and I sat there crying, and when I stopped crying, I started thinking about who I was. Mm. The kid that made this happen, the kid who grew up in Akron, Ohio, wanting to buy his mom a house in a car. That's it, right? who, Who was the kid that just wanted to help his mom? You got back to love. Not right. Forgiveness and love, yeah. my purpose. Yeah. And I wrote down these four things, gratitude, forgiveness, accountability, and at that time it was effective communication, which I now know is inspiration, that I mm. came to the epiphany, there's something bigger than me. I don't care what, what year was this, from. David? I'm sorry. This is in 2006, okay. 16 years ago, Got it. 2008, I lost everything.
1: <laughs> when you say you lost everything, did you show up and it was gone? Was there one event? Was it the market? Was it, you know, I, I know yeah, the market. No, no. Were you leveraged? Like, yeah. Okay. So what
0: I owned a golf course at Ski Mountain, 33 homes got in it. San Diego. Okay. And what happened was I got into a lawsuit. Someone uh, had sold me a condo conversion with no white paper. Mm. And my, it was a neighbor, a friend. Sure. So I let my ego get in the way. Yep. And... To be right, I was spending all my cash on the lawsuit, thinking I was going to get millions and millions back. Mm. And I went to my private bank in 2008 to get more cash. Thought I had about a 40 million dollar line, but because I never asked for help, because I was egotistical, narcissist, I knew everything. The bank's like, "Oh no, we can't do that. Why? Well, the bank's going under. And you go somewhere else. Yeah. And when you have that much going on, it doesn't take long. Before all of a sudden you're not making payments. Yep. And then try borrowing money when you're in 2008 when you're not making payments. Exactly. Amazing. <laughs> Things got ugly Quick. really fast. Yeah. And I know yeah. it happened around the world too a lot. So, but I. And this, the,
1: this was two years after the epiphany in the bedroom. Yeah. Got it.
0: Okay. Two years and after, during that two years. It year actually period. scared
1: my wife that I was so calm that's when great. I was losing everything. Sounds like the grace of God entered your soul. The right. Gift of desperation, G O D, right?
0: Yeah. And that's where I learned those two years before. I shifted my paradigm. I wasn't my Love family's it. very religious. I truly believe that there's something bigger than me, mm. an omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing source that I'm a resource of. Yeah. Meaning it loves me more than my mom loves me. Yeah. And once I truly believed that, all the punishment that I was getting became promotion and protection. Mm. Right? All the people that left me, it was a protection. The jobs I lost, the business deals, the money. I was being protected. Somebody did something. Well, the source did
1: something for you that you couldn't do for yourself. Save for that my time. life.
0: Yeah. Save my life. And I think you know what I'm talking I about. Do. The journey that you've been on, that you know the spiraling, yep. self deprecating, yep. unworthy yep. sadness. Yep. Well, it, it's exacerbated by the fact that every day of my life, while I was in torture and in, in mm. sadness, people would come up to me and say, Oh my gosh, you're the luckiest person. You have a beautiful wife, beautiful kids. You're a multi-millionaire. You run Lee Steinberg. I wish I was Dave Meltzer. Yeah, and you're sitting there going, "If you only knew." Yeah, I hate him. Mm. It was awful. And I appreciate
1: it. Appreciate it. So, Thank so you. the journey started. Uh, bankrupt? Do we? You know, bankruptcy happens. Um, what happens next? So I
0: started to shift this paradigm, and I decided that instead of trying to get things that I already was. Get- and I started to switch my perspective. Love it. And that's where I started helping other people. Amazing. I started, you know, really learning about elevating others to elevate myself. I went on a mission to empower over a billion people to be happy. I focused strictly on making a lot of money to help a lot of people to, give it to have a lot of fun in my life. Yeah. Just like when I was little, I wanted to make a lot of money to help my mom Yep, and be happy. Now you just made the game bigger. <laughs> made it much bigger and then started becoming more interested yep. than interesting and that's where it accelerates today is I'm always learning wow I have three I learned this from coaching you know flag football for my five-year-old yeah you know I decided I only want to teach three things do your best mm. learn lessons and have fun amazing we didn't win many games so but what? those kids they now are, are 12 and they're killing it. Amazing. I'm not coaching them anymore, which is probably why they're winning, yep. but uh,
1: <laughs> what I taught them worked well. So so like for anyone that's checking out, checking this video out that, that may be interested and, in, and, because I know you're building brands now, you're doing many things, yeah. right? As, as a giver and contributor with life experiences and, and a phenomenal journey along the way that you could share with other people, just for me right now in the last 20, 30 minutes, what I've gained is incredible. I could just, Thank listening you. to what you said is is, Giving me another level of base camp increase mentality on what I could do next, just sitting here.
0: Infinity plus um, one.
1: Yeah, yeah. For the folks that are out there, you know, you help people build brands, correct? And, correct. and you're a coach, and, and is it a mentor? Like, yeah, so if I, you could I, tell everybody who you are, like how they yeah. can get you if they're interested. So
0: for me, content, right? So I write books. Yep. So I have four bestsellers. Amazing. I've written eight, just we'll release the other ones. But books, I have podcasts. Yep. Um, I do 10 a week. So wow. Sports Entertainment Playbook and Entrepreneur Playbook. Uh, then I also have free trainings every Friday. I've done for 22 years. Mm. Uh, I do lives almost every day. I, see it. Uh, I also have a private group coaching, uh, which is very, very inexpensive. And they get one-on-one access to me every week. Mm. Uh, and then I have a wait list now for actually one-on-one coaching. I only hold 50 clients yep. uh, that I coach individually. Then... I have advice in consulting business where, uh, you know, from big brands, the biggest in the world, yep. uh, to startups that I assist in how to build this frequency, this utilization. Cause I'm living proof yeah. uh, that you can take your frequency of yep. middle aged mutant turtle and have <laughs> millions of people in a community to help. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, do you measure frequency? Do you have a tool to measure that? So I do. Um, I'm very routine oriented, yeah. but my routine's different than most human beings. I start my day at 9 p.m. That doesn't mean I wake up at 9 p.m. Mm. I actually have an unwinding routine. I have a sleep coach. So I believe in mentorship. Obviously, I mentor millions. Sleep coach. But I have a sleep coach that puts me every day in a position to recover when I at 9 p.m. Yeah. And also to access information. So when you're talking about frequency, my methodology is to put my body, mind, and soul in a position to recover, so obviously physically I have more energy in the morning, because one of the biggest tragedies, one of the things I teach most to people, the majority of people on Earth go to sleep at night and wake up more tired in the morning. Mm. That'd be like you and I going out to an exceptional dinner in New York City, two hours later we leave the restaurant and we look at each other and we both say, man, I'm starving. Yeah, It won't even make sense, but think about it. So what I do is I plateau and grow with the uh, the frequency by waking up at 4 a.m. Pacific time, no matter where I am in the world, or close to it, depending on the hours. So you stay on that clock even when you're in Saudi Arabia? Correct. Got it, okay. Or or close to it. I'll I'll, I'll add you a little bit. Got it. And I'll cut out one sleep cycle. Got it. So I know my sleep cycles. The reason you should know your sleep cycle is that if you do, mine's an hour and 32 minutes. So I try to get four sleep cycles. Which is about six hours. Got it. But if I'm traveling, I'll cut it down to three sleep cycles. Oh. The worst thing you can do, three and a half sleep cycles, is worse than two sleep cycles. You want to complete the cycle. If you wake up Got in the it. middle, it makes Even you more feel tired. tired. Got it. Right. So Amazing. I wake up in the morning and I take a baseline by meditating for 20 minutes. Of my frequency. So your meditation is
1: not, you know, not yeah. to
0: explain. But what, what is the theta meditate? T H E T A. I'm a quantum healer. I've studied in India. I'm very spiritual and very pragmatic, which I think creates my unique frequency. Yeah, is that very few people have had the law degree, the competitive business negotiation of being a sports agent. Yeah, but also as you know from watching my content, I hang out with Sadhguru, I hang out with Deepak Chopra, with Master Shah.
1: What about Joe Dispenza's? Yeah, Joe's
0: Joe's just on my TV show. Amazing. Uh, So I work with Joe as well. Uh, Canfield and I wrote a book together from Chicken Soup for the Soul. So I I actually baseline my frequency every morning through meditation. Wow. And then I know during the day, talk about feeling, Mm. if something interferes with my higher self, my higher baseline every day, Yep then I just stop. I don't resist it. I drop, I breathe, mm. and I go back, remind, remember, and recollect where I was remind so that I'm not always... See, most people live their life like a tube, and you see this in the financial world. Yep. Food in, food out. Yeah, They live the like a tube. It's hard to create a financial legacy yeah. if you're dealing with a tube. <laughs> but if you're dealing with someone that isn't living the myth of Sisyphus, where like Camus wrote about in The Stranger, people who push the boulder to the top of the hill just to have it roll down to the bottom. We well, have end. all these amazing vehicles so that you can plateau and grow financially. Yeah. That's why I love working with you yeah. and people like you is they understand the plateau and grow, the aggregation, the compound interest. They've at least really studied Einstein's rule of 72. When you talk the same language about aggregate effect, not just in behaviors, yep. like we learn through our misbehavior, yep. our addictions, Yep. we learned how that aggregate effect works and we apply it to the financial world yep. now we have the patience of job we able mm. to uh to reconcile the persistence that we're given we're, we're like pit bulls right yep. you hold on to the tire i can see it in your eyes i know by your career yep. you, you, 400 calls a day yeah. but very few people can blend that or reconcile that with the patience of aggregate effect mm. and compound interest, and that's what you help people do. That's what I
1: help people yeah. do. That's why I'm here. Amazing. You know, we talk about life insurance as one of those tools, and we talk about how to to really use that as a baseline. And there's a spiritual component to using life insurance in the overall financial strategy because of patience and being able to you know create your own bank and get multiple uses of your own money and be able to finance your own debt and and have uninterrupted interest along the way and. You know, once you could get to that place of patience, tolerance, understanding overnight success doesn't exist, it's 20 years in the making, and not chasing a rate of return or seeing what the Joneses are doing and really get an investment philosophy, that's where everything changes. We call that the money tree whenever it goes by. Yeah, I love um, it. So well, it it's definitely coming by at the
0: right time because you're talking about <laughs> what builds not only the money train, but the money tree. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting because it's one thing, even when interest rates are low. Yeah to have your own bank. yeah, But it's another thing to have your own bank, as we'll see here in the next 10 that's years, because right. I know
1: where interest rates are going. They're going up. You, know, you study history for one reason, to learn human nature. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Jerome Powell said he's gonna raise it 11 times in the next year and a half. Exactly. You know? And that's that doesn't even talk about the inflation. You know, what, what's going on here? We're at 40-year high, 8%, 7.9% inflation, which basically means all the good folks out there got a 7% pay cut, you yeah.
0: know,
1: just from an inflation perspective. You know, David, I gotta tell you, I am so honored that you came in today, um, being in this studio. The nuggets you dropped, I, I would suggest everyone to take that and rewind it back and and really just listen to this over and over again. I know And you I can am. E- email me, by the way. Like, I'm one of the few people on Earth, and these guys will tell you here it's in true.
0: the studio, 100%. directly, I answer everything myself, David, at dmeltzer.com and you cannot overwhelm me because I know the antidote to being overwhelmed, it's prioritization. And I've created systems to prioritize my emails and prioritize you. So please email me directly, yeah, david amazing. at dmeltzer.com.
1: Sounds like systems and processes with sleeping, with emails, with everything, everything in your world. And it's all was born out of um, you know, what seemingly was turmoil, you know, really, yeah. your life changing. I call it lessons. Yeah. Pain's an indicator, you got a better place to be. Ooh. I love it. Well, listen, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. What a great interview. We'll do much more. Yes, I appreciate it. Thank you.
0: That's it for today with Rob Gill and the Epic Epic. Financial Strategies Podcast. Be sure to hop to iTunes or Spotify to subscribe and tune into all the podcasts.
1: Also, be sure to follow the Rob Gill YouTube channel and Rob Gill social media channels. We'll see you on the next podcast.